Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. the slanted comedy show on thursday march 10th you can find tickets at the stand-up comedy club website i believe there are still some available the show i'm going to be talking about today is called truth it's a show that came out in the year 2000 from mbc it is co-written by so hyun and kim inyoung and it is a makjang drama so it has all the qualities of a high stakes ridiculous dramatic kind of shit show like blackmail amnesia murder suicide threats just a lot of intensity right a lot of intensity to go around that's what makes a makjang but i would say the most classic uh quality that makes this show a makjang is the amnesia part it stars cheju when she's very young Ryu Shiwan is also in it, Park Seonyoung is in it, and Son Ji-chang is in it. So these actors were very young and famous. I wouldn't say the same thing for Son Ji-chang, but uh, Ryu Shiwan for sure, Cheju definitely. I mean, this was definitely a show that was making her blow up. Park Seonyoung, we still see today. You've all seen Park Seonyoung in the very popular show, The World of the Married. Back when I saw this show, Truth, I was in middle school, and I remember feeling extremely depressed when Dushiwan's character had amnesia. I was really filled with despair at the time, and I didn't know what to do for at least a couple of weeks until I saw the next episode, and I saw that everything was fine. This is a very moralizing show, so you have a, a very villainous, evil character, and then you have this morally upright character, but they're actually... Now that I'm watching it, they're actually more complex than that. So Chaeyoung, played by Cheju, she's very, you know, like goody two-shoes, a square, but she's not passive. She's actually very, um, how do I say, vocal about her feelings and her thoughts, and she's opinionated, and she doesn't just take stuff you know like she'll fight back she's got a little bite to her more so than i remembered and uh shinny's character played by Park Seonyoung, she is also very complicated even though she plays the villain and honestly when i was watching it this this time around i saw a lot of justification for her evil ways for instance shinny's father who is running for city mayor is extremely extremely abusive he berates her all the time he hits her calls her an idiot compares her constantly to the protagonist chaeyoung and just makes her life unbearable chaeyoung ends up taking the college entrance exams for shinhee and shinhee falls and then shinhee's crush childhood crush uh played by ryushu and hyunwoo he ends up falling in love with chaeyoung so shinhee loses everything that she loves to chaeyoung Okay, but she finally finds a job that she's good at. So Shinhee starts to MC, and she starts getting gigs at a broadcasting station, and she starts to, 
starts to fare pretty well for herself but then this all goes to hell because her father is extremely controlling he wants to maintain a proper image for his politics and a bunch of other problems ensue so for instance Shinhee gets into a DUI accident she injures Hyunwoo and Chaeyoung and they are both unconscious and while they were unconscious she switched Chaeyoung's body in, into the driver's seat and then tried to say that Chaeyoung was the one that was driving now, there was this power-hungry, abusive man who was filming this whole thing and then threatens to uh, expose Shinhee of this terrible thing that she's done unless Shinhee marries him. And he wants to marry her because he wants to uh, be part of a, like a wealthy, powerful family, right? So Shinhee is basically being prostituted off by her father who wants to maintain this image. So he agrees to it. Honestly, when I was watching it this time, I, I felt even more depressed because of this precise plot point. I felt really bad for Shinhee and I really hated seeing her get used this way by both her father and this disgusting man who was holding evidence over her to, to get her to marry him. Ultimately, the truth does get exposed, right? Because Chaeyoung gets a tape of the footage where Shinhee places Chaeyoung's unconscious body into the driver's seat and Shinhee is publicly shamed. And Shinhee and her abusive fiancé end up committing suicide together. And then shortly thereafter, it's like the next scene is Hyunwoo and Chaeyoung just flying to America to live happily ever after. The end. Like neither, neither of these characters seem affected at all by what had transpired in the least. Even though it was Chaeyoung and Hyunwoo who uh, sent this tape to broadcasting stations and exposed Shinhee in this horrible, horrible way. Um, granted, Shinhee had it coming and she's been sh she's been served her just desserts, but still, like, I mean, she ended up killing herself as a result of what they've done and they just didn't seem in the least bit uh, affected by this. And I thought that was really, really strange. So, uh, I was sort of watching the show in a new light because um, I I felt for Shinhee greatly and I was kind of seeing how women's lives are sacrificed because of their father's sins. How this is sort of this theme, especially from Korean dramas of this particular era. So I thought that was quite interesting. And this is a show that I've been trying to watch for over a year now. And then, um, like, I couldn't find it anywhere online for a really long time. I even bought the DVD and then the DVD was damaged, so I couldn't see the whole show. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm never going to see it. But then not too long ago, somebody had uploaded it onto Drama Cool. So I was able to see the whole thing. And uh, I'm glad I revisited the show because um, it's actually, like for a makjang, it's actually really quite well written. I thought both of these characters were um, very complex, very layered. And I, I, I thought it was just a well-written show. Today's guest is Kevin Chu. He's a very funny comedian based in Los Angeles. He's a very gifted improviser. So Kevin and I had a lot of fun with the flashcard questions on this episode. And I'm really excited for you all to hear it. So let's talk to Kevin Chu. You had a busy pandemic, it seemed like. Does it? <laughs> yeah, you got married, no? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I guess that does count as an activity you can do during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a fact of life that happened. I don't know. I, it's also happened a year ago in April. 
So, right. but yeah, I did get married. Yeah. It was fun. It was over Zoom, so it wasn't as much planning or that stressful, honestly. I highly recommend, if you're getting married, <laughs> to do it over Zoom. Even after the pandemic, honestly. Yeah, that'll, that's the next trend, like, just a series yeah. of Zoom weddings. Yeah, and, and then breakout rooms. I have two weddings to go to this year. Both of them are out of state. Oh, wow. By okay. friends who live in California. So reconsidering friendship with them heavily at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. After, especially after what I did, you know, I feel like people should follow my example, you know. Yeah, come I'm on. I'm a beacon, an example, uh -huh. you know. Yes. I'm a, pil I'm a pillar of the community. <laughs> I think so. You're a role model. Thank you. You're a Zoom Thank winning you. role model. Yeah. Thank you. It's offensive I mean, when people don't follow my example. Yes. I mean, it has. Uh, is, does it feel different at all? Like being a, a husband? I mean, like no, what's... not at all. Really? Not at all. I mean, we'll see what happens when I file taxes this year. Um, okay. Because it's the first time I'll file taxes uh, married. So that's yeah. something. But. Um, that is. Um, hmm. No, I mean, we were together for like um, seven years before we got married, so. Right. We're right. already kind of, we're technically, I think technically we got married on like, no, it's not seven years, for like six years. So we're technically like almost common law married by the time we got actual married, so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. Well then, I mean, what what changed, like... I'm always curious about that. Couples who stay together for like 10 years or more than 10 years and then they eventually decide like, oh, let's tie the knot. Mm, got it. Yeah. Um, well, for the first, actually for the first like four years, we weren't, we didn't live together at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then so we were like, okay, let's just, let's just move in together. And then um once we move in together and we, we like see if that act because i'm i was very well i think we both were like kind of like we can't just get married not having lived with each other you know just thinking because like that's i feel like that's like you know the final frontier like once you move in together right. stuff might change and stuff because you know i'm certainly a different person at home than i am with with other people you know <laughs> around other people um i mean even when i have guests over at my house like it's different when you're like roommates and not like you're not visiting each other you know right. you're not guests every week right. um so um yeah we, we decided we had to like live together i think we moved in and like to get well we, we took a long time because i wanted to get a full-time job first mm -hmm. um and i was still living with my parents at the time so i wanted okay. to to yeah make sure i had like a good income before i moved out and then i did and i got a job and then we moved in, I think, like a few months later, uh, in like August of 2018, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then in 20, and then like August 2019, like a year to the day, we were we, we were like, okay, we can get married now. <laughs> and then like a week later, he proposed. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really something. Isn't it funny how, like, trying like when you're when you're about to partner up with somebody, mm -hmm. you just you're just willing to change so many things about your life, you know? Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, I... Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I wanted those things before. I think that was the thing, too. I wanted those things before. Like, I did, I mean, I wanted a full-time job. I wanted um, to move out of my parents' house. Yeah. Um, and um, I think, like, just, like, I, like, 
I don't even think like being with him like necessarily like expedited the timeline because at that point I was living at home for like because I moved at home right after college moved home right after college in like 2014 mm-hmm. um and then I we met in 2015 spring mm-hmm. and then uh yeah and then from then on I was just like um working and living and then like we would meet up like once a week or twice a week I would I would stay over for the weekend usually mm-hmm. um um just at like like every weekend I would just go to his place because um, mm-hmm. he he lived in his own studio apartment in downtown mm-hmm. LA which was very fun <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> oh great I'm on the I'm on the bed and, or I can sit on the bed or I can sit on the toilet that's like my two <laughs> options that's all you, you know <laughs> yeah. yeah um so it wasn't really it wasn't really like an ideal living situation and i think he wanted to move out for a while too just because like he 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 liked having his own space but it was definitely a tiny tiny space mm, was the issue. Yeah. yeah um i i was hanging out with uh i mean you and i have a mutual friend uh marissa and oh yes 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 yeah yeah how do you know marissa by the way she's on my sketch team Oh, I see. I see. She, she just joined like in 2021 too, or, or oh, the wow. team just started in 2021. But she joined. We had like a first wave of five people, and then one person dropped out at like two weeks in, and then another person got pregnant and <laughs> and had a baby, and they've been out. Um, and then like once that happened, we had three active members of our sketch. Or right before that, so like at that point, we had four active members of our sketch team, and then she got pregnant, and then. The theater was like, yeah, okay, we're going to have to host auditions or another round of auditions for new team oh, members. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, she okay. auditioned in that round and she got onto our team and okay. it's I love been Marissa. love ever since. Yeah, no, she's great. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw, I saw the video of you on her Insta and I was like, oh my God, they oh, know yeah. each other. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I love Marissa, but I was hanging out with um, like one of her friends who lives you know the person you know and we're talking about i wasn't talking about her i was talking about her. a friend that we somebody else <laughs> it's her friend yeah i met her through her and okay, she, okay. she lives she lives in downtown la uh-huh. and uh i told her like oh i live in the valley and she was like oh like that's like so far and like such a shitty place to live i was like you live in downtown la <laughs> <laughs> No, downtown LA is beautiful. You know, it's it's always gray. It smells like piss all the time. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's awesome. Honestly, I love walking outside and going, mm, taking a big whiff of that piss air. Mm. You know, it's so great. Yeah. No, it's I I I did buildings. like downtown a lot though. Yeah. No. Like, when he was living there, it's fun. It is there's fun. A there's a lot of stuff. Lot, there's a lot to do. There's also like a. Mm-hmm. Like an interesting sense of local community in downtown LA. Oh, definitely. That you don't get anywhere else in Los Angeles, which definitely. is very unique. Definitely. But that's that's the thing about like anywhere you live, you can find those positive aspects and hang on to them. And it's just funny to me how like, oh, yeah. it's time and time again the people from downtown LA who judge people in the valley. And I was just like <sighs> That's, that's weird true. To me. That's very that's weird true. To me. Because people in the valley are all like, "Yeah, the valley's great." Like, you know, it's like, you yeah. it, like, I love Tarzana or whatever, and you know, like, I love going to Jalapeno Pizza or something, and and the KFC every week. And then people in yeah. LA are like, "Well, I only, I well, yeah. I go to like my sustainably farmed Japanese fusion kitchen in." 
in the it, and you know what it might have closed last week but you know what i'm still happy and the you know the air smells like piss and yeah and yeah. yesterday a, a homeless person called me called me the f word but it's fine <laughs> i love it love it yeah it's just interesting to me but uh i i do i do appreciate that aspect about downtown la that whole like sort of cheers sort of atmosphere like when you walk in like the bartender knows you like your friends that you sure, know yeah. from that neighborhood yeah. is they're there like i find that real yeah. sweet and if you have like uh, a regular lovely. place i mean mm -hmm. i think you can get that anywhere though i feel like you go anywhere enough people regularly start to recognize enough, you yeah people start to recognize enough, you. Yeah. make a big enough scene <laughs> Make Get your face up on the wall. People will know you. Yeah. Do not serve. <laughs> you walk yeah. in, they say, you're not supposed to be here. And you go, yeah. oh, I'm here anyway. What are you going to yeah, do? Kick me I out. Know. And they do. And I they do. my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. no, because their face is on the wall. It says, do not serve. <laughs> you can't. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever gotten no. your face up on a wall? I'm, I'm too polite to, to service person. A service person could spit in my food and be like, thank you so much. You know? <laughs> And I tip them extra, honestly, because I know that that means they're having a bad day, you know? And I <laughs> yeah. fucked it up for them. Like, yeah. I made it bad. Oh, and we're like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you for spitting in my Thank you for telling me, <laughs> you know? Thank you for expressing I, yourself. It's helping. Yeah, I, I, t I tasted the bubbles in my mouth from your, from your, from your loogie. It, was, it ruined my meal, but you know what? That's on me. That's That's, it's all on my me. fault. Yeah, it's yeah. all my fault. Thank you for putting me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> I have a. I was out with the friend at dinner the other week, and he, he was being so nice to the thing. Like I'm nice to my. I might. I would say like thank you, and he's like. Yes. But he was like. He was like, hi. Excuse me. This guy is like. By the way, this guy is like very rude and like, <laughs> like obnoxious. But to the waiter, he's like, oh, I'm. I'm so sorry about that. I know this is so annoying. Can I like. Can I, like, just get, like, a sandwich? But, like, oh, this is so annoying. Can I just get, like, the cheese on the side? It's, it's so annoying. I'm so sorry. And I was like, Jesus Christ, can you talk to me like this, please? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, um, when we get like that, you know, we're usually overcompensating for something, you know? It, it oh, it's society. Capitalism? No, no. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I'm sure it's A nightmare society that. where they have to do good, yeah. to be nice to people in order to get paid well? Right. Well, I mean, uh, when when people are overly polite, like almost inappropriately so, uh -huh. they're overcompensating for something, and it usually has to do with guilt or shame. Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah, I I do that. I feel like I do that sometimes, and it is a lot of. I don't know what it, it is. Um, I think a lot of times, um, I'll have like a base inst like, sometimes my like neat I the first thing sometimes that comes to my head is like the worst possible thing that could happen in a situation or the oh. worst possible thing that I could do to somebody. And I have to be right. like, oh no, I have to like, my brain is like, oh no, I have to course correct like right away. And so I turn the wheel hard wow. left as far as it can go. <laughs> and just into, into like being like, into being like, like the, like the, I think like that guy was like, be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um... And it was just so annoying. I'm, I'm like a horrible person, but can I get like dressing <laughs> on the side? I, yeah, I know. I'm a piece of shit. I'm so sorry. I'm like the worst person ever. Please, can I like just get dressing on the side? I know it's awful of me. I'm gonna go outside and like put my head on the curb and, and hope someone steps on my head. But you can step on my head if you want to. It, it can be you. I would actually love it if it was you. And, and you know what? Here's a hundred dollars. It's like just be a normal person right, <laughs> sometimes, right. you know.
Well, where do you think that comes from? Where do you th what do you think you're overcompensating for? For the bad thought in my head that no one else heard. <laughs> Literally, that's it. For the bad thought in my head that no one else heard. I'd be, I'd be like, like, like a waiter can be like, oh, like, what would you like? And I'll be like, in my head, I'll be like, fuck shit. And I'll be like, wait, fuck shit. And then, I'm like, and then the wheel will, the wheel will spin all the way to the to the side, and I'll have to be like, yeah, no, just just the water, please, just the water. And if it's not too much trouble, can I get ice in the water, please? Thank you, thank wow. you so much. That's... And then they'll walk away and be like, oh, I don't want ice actually. Fuck. <laughs> And you're not and gonna then, bother them. And about then they'll have it, to come back. And no, and they'll come back, and then I'll be like, and then I, then the wheels will turn around. I'm like, okay, I have, buy, I have to buy a drink now. It's like, okay, can I get a coke now? <laughs> so sorry. Oh, I ordered a coke, and I made it more trouble for him when he came back. Oh, damn it! Now I have to buy an appetizer and an entree and a dessert. Great. <laughs> you know, oh the stuff God. like that. All of us are crazy people. All of us. Like... <laughs> None of us are exempt from the madness. Um, I'm I'm reading this really good, like a, a great memoir right now, uh, written by uh -huh. Ellen Sachs. It's called uh, "The Center Cannot Hold." Interesting. And okay. She's she's like very well accomplished. She's a she's an attorney. She's mm -hmm. a psychologist. She's a professor at USC and at UC mm -hmm. San Diego, mm -hmm. and she struggled with schizophrenia all her life. Wow. I, I went know. to UC San Diego. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You see, that's what great. does she teach at UCSD? At uh, UC San Diego, she teaches psychology. And... Yeah, I never took a psych class. So I wouldn't have ever. <laughs> and at USC, she teaches law. But cool. And she and her specialty is sort of like uh, psychological law, like helping psych. I was going to say patients. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, it is such a good book, but like she has basically the same thing she deals with a lot of guilt and shame inside her mind mm -hmm. like and she has these hallucinations and visions that she can't control like murdering people or killing people or being very violent to people and she feels so much guilt and shame around it that she starts like uh i don't know she starts saying things trying to compensate for it, like trying to repent for it, trying to blame herself for calling herself evil, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know that this is schizophrenia and I know that this is an extreme version of it, but I feel like all of us to an extent do some of this, you know, like the, the guilt. It's catastrophizing um, a little bit. Like people catastrophize yeah. a lot, especially yeah. if it's something that they're very invested in. I think. Sure. Or like yeah. even normal social interactions sometimes. Yeah. But normal social, every social interaction has such stakes now. Oh. I mean, I mean, I think in general, but like, well, for people who, you know, have been following protocol and quarantine, um, oh. you know, <laughs> social interactions and such stakes now. Because I see a person in person, or if I see a friend in person like once a month, maybe. Oh, wow. If that, if I'm lucky, you know. And so okay. that interaction has like very heightened stakes because you're like, okay, well... I don't know. I haven't been hang like I haven't been hanging out with people for. And I know this is like a hack thing, you know. Comics now are like comics are like past that social interaction awkwardness thing. And they're like, yeah, if you're not if you're socially awkward and you're like you were fucked up before, it's like, yeah, I know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I spent too much time with myself, and that's all I know how to interact with people. Mm. Um, I mm. have been reading. Um, have you read Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino? No. 
It's a really good book. She's um she is a I think she's a writer for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. I forget what she writes for. But she was talking she in in her book she talks a lot about um kind of uh like how yourself it's a lot about how the self is reflected to other people. Oh. Um and how like especially stuff like social media and the internet have like kind of warped our the the ways that we present and give ourselves to society and how that reflects back onto us you yeah. know uh -huh. and how people are kind of expected to um act in t in this kind of uh, microcosm in the microcosm of social media where where people are so it's easy so you know so easy for people to make snap judgments of people yes um, and very big generalizations based on a single tweet or a single few tweets or something you know yeah. and i thought that was it's it's a very interesting read um i'm like about halfway through the book and i haven't picked it up for like a week or so and i'm trying <laughs> to be <laughs> i'm trying to but it's very hard but it's it's really fascinating. it's just a lot of, it's just a lot yeah yeah trick mirror i highly okay. recommend it yeah, yeah thank you uh i think that's an important topic and it does tie back into what you're saying about the stakes being high with social interactions. Cause when you first say, when you first said that I was thinking precisely this rather mm. than the physical contact and p possible COVID infection, like, mm -hmm. like my mind was beyond that. It was more like the stakes being high with people's values and their politics and, yeah. and, and things of that nature being yeah. particularly high. Uh, especially because people are more anxious and none of none of mm -hmm. us are particularly normal just yet. I mean, maybe things have opened up somewhat more, but we're still in a state of pandemic and we're kind still of like honeymoon, mm. like the honeymoon yeah. stage of like reopening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still early. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so we're still like our wires are still a little bit crisscrossed in, in some weird ways. Um, some of us are still going through transitions and changes and, uh, you know, some of us are regressing. Some of us are progressing. Like we're all in different sort of various stages. And because of that, what we say and how we interpret them, how we receive them, how we, uh, communicate, like all of that is, is all always shifting as well. And the, the pattern of noting like oh this person tends to tweet this way or this person tends to post this way doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. mean that that person is that right right because like, you can be whoever you want on on social media exactly so easy to be a character i do it exactly. every day you know exactly yeah we yeah. all do it every day all of us yeah mm -hmm. so that's really fascinating and how much yeah. the public does tend to reduce a person to that one mm -hmm. thing you know, to kind one of like, thought. Yeah. 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 I was uh, just going to say, sorry. Sorry. Uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like dating. Huh? Not to bring uh, it back. House, Not to bring it back so. to the first. I mean, like you, the way that you like present yourself is like a very curated way. Right. And uh, when you first start dating somebody, right. um, we weren't really talking about dating. We we're talking about marriage before, but so. <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah. So you're, you're it's like the way you present yourself uh, at first to, to somebody is, is obviously you want to present uh, somebody who is cool, smart and interesting to somebody, especially if like my, my partner and I met through online dating. Mm. 
which is an I think like an especially heightened version of that where you were oh, for where sure. you put because we met on OkCupid, which I think I allows like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. The curation, I think, I want to know your thoughts on this. Is curation of like a profile more so if there is more content or less content? Mm-hmm. Say like on because like on Tinder you have what six photos and like a thousand, mm-hmm. maybe five hundred word bio, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then on OkCupid, you can write ten MLA essays. <laughs> For your different answers, have 20 photos, and then, uh, and in addition, you have your fucking quiz questions that you answer, yeah. and then you match compatibility of friend, you know, friend, friend, enemy, lover, whatever, you know, right. it's like insane. So I want to like, I, I, for me personally, I feel like curation, the curation, is more so on, like the Tinders, the Grinders, the Bumbles, and the oh. Hinges because it is. It is so like diluted and like yes. condensed, but I can also see the argument the other way where it's like you have to put out this much. You don't well, you don't have to put out this, but you because I've I know okay, keep it been like seeing like people who are just like oh I'm looking for fun, that's it. Mm. At the same time, yeah, I, I mean, I think whether you're very specific and nitty gritty or you're very very minimal, either way it is still curation, right? They're both constructs Mm -hmm. and they're both ways of presenting yourself right like if you get very very detailed and you do write those mla essays and like this was years ago i i don't do online dating but years ago when i did dabble with Mm -hmm. it i saw one guy had posted an entire poem (laughs) you know like not his own swipe left swipe (laughs) swipe left even more put your own content online plagiarizing shut up idiot Write your own stuff, you know? But yeah, like, Here's there's a lot of... You. There's a lot of room to, like, really... Um, how do I say? It's like a vision board of yourself, in a way, right? Right, And right, then, right, right. if you decide, like, oh, I'm just gonna write one or two things, uh, then that's still a presentation. Like, I'm not that invested in this. Like, I'm pretty chill about this. I'm pretty relaxed about right. this. Like, I don't care. Right. I'm just... I'm, are, are you down to fuck like that kind of thing um so <laughs> yeah either way they're, they're sending a message um, right but wow okay so you met your partner through okay cupid i actually know quite right. a few people who met their partners through online dating sites and i went to a wedding of somebody who had met on okay cupid before mm. pandemic oh my god um, you should like a get few a years before pandemic from okay cupid <laughs> You should, I mean, we can get this, I'll, we'll send this recording to OkCupid and we can, you want to, do you want to do our pitch right now? Um, you want to do yeah, our ad? Do you know, in today's modern age, isn't dating so, I don't know, superficial grace? It's rough. It's rough out there. You Should know, be waters. yeah, I agree. Everything is short bios and swipe mm. left, swipe right. What if dating was just writing essays? Wouldn't that be so much fun? And poems. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And poems that you didn't write. That's what OKCupid is for. Use code KDRAMASCHOOL to get 10% off your first date on OKCupid. There, send that in. That's actually a way better sell. 10% off your first (laughs) date. Not like to use their platform for their subscription. Your whole date. 
they'll send you a coupon for your meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's an expensive meal. Like, get your money's worth, man. Go to Nobu, okay? Right? Oh, that's too much pressure for a first date. That is too much pressure for a first date. What's your, like, like, what's your, like, ideal first date presentation restaurant? I'm, I, I will say, I, I... I know it's a. I know it's bad. I know you shouldn't do it, but I think like something low key, like a like a ramen bar or like a bar restaurant. Ooh. I like mm. noodles, and oh, yeah. people always say you shouldn't have noodles on the first date because of the, the like the... the slurping, the slashing. But I listen. I'm a slurper. <laughs> I'm a loud slurper. Me too. I love because it's a cult. It's cultural. It is. And if you can't get with that, you can't get with me. You know. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. You're so brave. You're so, oh my god. Yes. No, because And that's like okay. home turf. That's it like is. home turf to me because I grew up okay. in those I grew up e eating at those restaurants. So it feels like home. It feels it makes me more comfortable. Exactly. It's like this is like my culture adjacent, you know. Um I <laughs> There are I, Korean. Aren't there Korean noodle restaurants? There are. But yeah, like like kaguksu or something like that or yeah. like naengmyeon or things like that. Yeah. But okay, so this was a few years ago. I was having a housewarming and like people were coming in and out like very, you know, like 7 hours like you know, some people came very late and by the time they came late I was hungry. So I made a huge vat of like Korean instant ramen and then oh. uh yeah, so we were all eating Shin? and I was like it was yeah, it might have been gin, yeah. And okay. I was well, I the was, classic. No, no, not gin, it was shin. I don't like gin. It was shin, the red no, package. No, shin. Yeah, shin. Yeah. Shin, yeah, shin, shin, shin. Yeah. I think it's a gin, <laughs> gin, damian. Gin is like no good. I don't like gin. The list. But, uh, yeah. The gin is in the orange package. I'm not into that one. So anyway. I thought I'm it was like in the slurping. green package. Oh, no. That's something else. It's probably something That's the Jagamon. That's the Jajan. <laughs> the black um, bean noodle. Oh, I love that shit. It's so good. Oh, me too. Me but too. I'm like slurping my damian, right? In my mm -hmm. house, and one of the guests <laughs> is giving me this look of shame, like, like staring at me, and I like, he didn't have to say anything. I just knew what he was telling me, and I just felt like I couldn't eat my own fucking food the way I wanted to in my own house because of the look that he gave me. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do you, so you had to like probably do like that white thing where you pick it up with your chopsticks, put it on your spoon, twirl it into a little uh, fucking ball. No, and I was like, <laughs> stick I the was whole like, thing around. Ugh, I, oh my god, I once I once went out with a, a white guy who did that, and I, like, I never saw him again after that. Ever, ever, ever. I was like, this is deal over. breaker. We're done. We're done. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. That was horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, no, I I was like t like very um, shyly scooping each noodle <laughs> into my mouth, like like quietly as possible. And then this fucker who gave me that look of shame was like, yeah, 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 like that. I'm like, that's acceptable. Am I your fucking baby? Like, am I your toddler? <laughs> You're conditioning me to eat noodles like your way. Anyway, that stays with me. You know, even though like I'm like enraged at what he's done, every time I slurp noodles, like I always I always have like I always question myself, you know? Yeah. No, definitely.
But that's the way to eat it. Like, how else are you supposed to fucking eat it? Especially if it's in a soup, right? Because the yeah. slurping action also kind of, like, cools, cools it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there no, a... I know. I know the science behind it. It's a strategy. It's a method. <laughs> it's a method it's, of consumption. It's, yeah. It's an evolution mechanism. It is. That's how we um... weed out the weak. Is slurping <laughs> noodles. Yeah, the ones who burn the shit out of their mouths by eating like an yeah. amateur. That's how Take we them to the guillotine. Them off. Yeah. yeah. Chop their heads yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, there was also an episode of, um, you know, Ricky Gervais's show, An Idiot Abroad? It was like really, I really do funny. know that show, yes. Okay. Do you remember? I love this show. It's amazing. My, but... um, sorry, sorry to bring it back to my, sorry to be a wife guy, but my, <laughs> um, my partner, um, showed that to us on the, the first night, the first time I went over to, to my, my now partner's, my now husband's wow. house to, 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 you know, hang out. It was uh, a first date movie. He put that on. He put that on. It was, yeah. no, well, it's not a first date movie. It wasn't the first date. It was like it was a first fourth movie. It's, a first, it's something you put on when you're not really invested in what's happening on screen. You were yeah. Netflix and chilling with <laughs> yeah. Idiot Abroad. I understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, because the... Okay, I'll tell you my <laughs> Netflix and chill movie. Like, I'm not with this person, mm-hmm. of course. But mm-hmm. the the show... The film that he turned on was mm-hmm. Hook. <laughs> Hook? What? <laughs> Jay, great... You're dating a bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> Where do you find these guys? Where's this poem web? What's this poem website that you're talking about? That you clearly are finding all these fucking hook, posting someone's poem, putting their noodles in the little fucking spoon. Oh god! What, I know. Is this fucking John Lennon's for YokoOno's dot com or something? Jesus. I don't date anymore. This is why I don't date. Like, <laughs> I I can't trust my own tastes. Like that's that's what it's come to. That's why I don't date anymore. But anyway, on mm. Idiot Abroad, there's an episode when uh, uh, when he goes to China, mm-hmm. and he's like watching his driver eat, and he's watching people like eating, mm-hmm. and they're like slurping, mm-hmm. they're like eating, they're they're enjoying their meals. And then Ricky Gervais says the most racist thing. He's like, if I saw that, like, I would call them a barbarian at a restaurant and, like, kick them out. Like, he was just being so xenophobic and British and close-minded. That's Ricky Gervais. (laughs) (laughs) Xenophobic, close-minded. Oh, Ricky Gervais. Got it. Yeah. Playing taboo. Ricky Gervais. Next card, next card. Actually, those words would be on the card. Sorry, if we're playing taboo, racist. You describe racist or racist as saying racist, xenophobic, or British. Uh, oh, uh, funny face, teeth, comedian. <laughs> no, you're right. I should let these go. I'm trying to let. I'm trying to let more things go. Are you good at this? Are you good at the art of letting go? Um, yeah, I, I, I've gotten better since I started therapy for sure, because, um, I have had to just like, let go some like, the, I, 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 cause I started going to therapy because I was, um, I was fixated on, on, I was fixated on my fear kind of, of death. And it would, I would, if I found myself getting really caught up 
with anxiety in situations mm-hmm. of just normal like we were in a work meeting one time and it was just, i just became so fixated on it that i like couldn't focus couldn't breathe and so my, wow. my my therapist kind of had to give me techniques and like coping tools to deal with it and it's helped wow a so lot. you would have panic attacks like in work meetings over the fear yeah of mm-hmm, holy mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. yeah um so um yeah um that was that was like in 2018 and then like i um <laughs> i went to uh i went to better help using a podcast code and got 10 percent <laughs> off my first month and you know stayed on for i think i stayed on for like six months and then my therapist was like yeah i'm starting my own practice because better help only pays me like 20 dollars a session yeah i'll bet yeah i'll bet it's atrocious um, so now I pay her a lot more a session, but it's fine because oh, wow. at least I know at least you know all the money goes to her. Yeah. yeah. Not that I think BetterHelp is a bad app. I think BetterHelp is a great tool for you know people who, especially yeah. during the pandemic. It's a start. You know. It's a start to. I think yeah. any kind of you know therapy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Was this your everybody first should time? go to therapy, especially oh, yeah. my husband, who has <laughs> not gone, no matter how many times I've told him. Wait. So was this your first time experiencing therapy in 2018? Yes, yes, yes. Well, no, no, no. I went to therapy in college because um, my college had, like, student health care mm-hmm. where you could mm-hmm. go to, like, the, the college care center and the college. Yeah. And they had, like, a psychology department. And so I, I yeah. signed up for that because I was feeling um, anxiety about leaving school. I um, oh. I was not doing – yeah, I was – I was. it was <laughs> – in a way, a fear of death, you know, death, the, the death <sighs> of my student life want to get abstract about it that's true um so yeah that was my first time but it was only for like 10 weeks i only went for like 10 weeks Mm. because it was like the last quarter of college and i was like i'm gonna go to therapy because now it's week i've never done it i never got i never went to the care center in college oh while i was there that's that's pretty common though a lot of students will just like not Mm -hmm. go for a variety of different reasons but um it's free it is free. Like yeah. when you're a student, your health insurance is probably one of the best, and oh, for it's sure. definitely something that everybody should take advantage of. But even especially when I if was you're at a student, UC, yeah, for sure. Uh, you, for and sure. you're going to a UC with one of the best. UCs usually have one of the best hospitals or best. Care, medical medical care is in the area. Yes, and you should definitely yes. take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. And you should use code K Drama School for ten percent <laughs> off your first visit. <laughs> Are you sponsored, Grace? We gotta get you sponsored. Can you I try it? Like Do you want to try it? Um, Do you want to try yeah. shilling for UC medical systems? Oh my god! I suddenly got so nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Listen, so this bad how you at get this. Money. this how you no, get money. no, um, no. I do have like I do have like anchor sponsorship, but it's literally like. I think a thousand people have to listen in order to get one dollar or something. It's like really atrocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. It'll everybody listen just... to K Drama School. <laughs> Use my code Kevin Chu to get ten percent <laughs> off your first listen. <laughs> no, um, but it's absolutely true. Like when I was a, when I was an undergrad too. Like I could have gone to therapy regularly and I didn't. And then I had like not a mental break, but it was more like an emotional breakdown because like mm. my roommate had like attempted suicide and like ended up in the Oof. psych ward and like I got dumped by my older boyfriend and 
I wasn't sleeping well, I wasn't eating well, and I was like, yeah. you know, and this is very common among undergraduate students. Between yeah. ages of 18 and 25, there are the most mm -hmm. psychological breakdowns. It's very common. And so... Because uh, they're the my... most psychological... Because they're in such a weird state of their lives. Yeah, exactly. Where exactly. they're, like, still in school, but they are kind of expected to... It's like the in-between... It's like purgatory for adult life, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're, you have to be your own caretaker all all of mm -hmm. the sudden you have to be yeah. your own caretaker on top of that you have rigorous schoolwork and yeah. and if you're also like a like a part-time employee which i was it's like all the more oh yeah you know mm -hmm. and uh so paying your own my... rent dealing huh? with financial aid mm -hmm. like you have to pay your own rent deal with financial aid apply for financial aid remember to apply for financial aid figure out how to use the money you get from financial aid all that shit it's and tough. I think that's exactly why students don't go and seek the care that they can get because they're afraid of doing that paperwork. They're afraid of the whole appointment. Adding process. another thing to their plate. It's it's another chore. It's another task. Yeah, it's another chore. So I, that's understandable. But ultimately, the good that that comes out of it is like substantial, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when I was a graduate student, like I definitely took advantage of all of that shit and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I'm much better for it. But okay, um, yeah. so you grew up in Los Angeles? Yeah, I one of the wow. one of the grew up raised in Los Angeles, at least wow. on this side of the freeway. One of the rarer ones. I feel like further east you go, especially mm. to like San Gabriel Valley, everybody yeah. there grew up in LA, lives in LA still, loves LA. Mm. I mean, I I'm from that side of the freeway. I'm from Monterey Park, San Gabriel Valley. Oh, People there grew up in LA. They, yeah. they sometimes go away, but most of the time they just come right back and they, they love L.A. Yeah. That's like, that's like the area that like loves L.A. And I feel like everything, yeah. I think maybe west of the 101 is kind of like, mm -hmm. no, 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 not, not of the 101. Because on the west side of the 101, is still kind of like Boyle Heights and stuff. Yeah, I guess, no, 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 no. West <laughs> of the 101. West <laughs> of the one. I was right. Yeah, you were I'm, right. I'm trying to have confidence in myself. It's yeah. Rest of the one one. Yeah. It is. You know it. Like you fucking you have LA in your bones. Um okay. Fucking A. Uh I love Monterey. I I, I lived there like for three months. Yeah. Oh really? Uh and like a, I was like, like I was a... Airbnb for like a full year and I lived there for Ooh. about three months. And I nice. loved that um dim sum express. I loved that restaurant where you could get dim sum like Oh, on Garfield? Yeah. I, I know exactly place. what you're talking about. Did yeah, it, yeah. Is it still open? I think it closed. No, are you serious? <laughs> the uh, pandemic has taken so much from us. It has taken away a lot. Yeah, whenever <sighs> I see like closed signs, I'm just heartbroken. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, that's too bad. Okay. But yeah. Well, no, I did grow up there. I drove by there like tons of times because we would. That's we would drive. I would. Drive, I think we'd drive past every Sunday yeah. when I went to piano lessons. Classic oh. Asian. Yeah, you're, wow, that is super fucking Asian. Piano yeah, lessons. piano um, lessons. My dad used to, before, um, on the weekends, um, on Saturday, on Saturdays even, used to make me math worksheets oh on his own, by hand, God. of like long division, Jesus. long multiplication. Mm -hmm. And then he sent me to Kumon, and then my ch I was in Chinese school every day after oh school God. for three hours. Every day? Every day after <gasps> school for three hours, because my parents yeah. didn't get off work until six. 
and then they Jesus. would so they were like yeah just go to chinese school just go to chinese school and then so they would also basically yeah chinese school was daycare, daycare basically i mean i don't learn any chinese <laughs> don't ask me to speak any mandarin uh that's how you know it's daycare because i didn't learn shit no i i mean like everybody no, this is this is a knock everybody go to Chaoxing chinese send your kids to Chaoxing chinese language school it's probably the best way to learn chinese because you you speak it every day well because commonly chinese schools you go are the weekends they're saturday saturday morning yeah. or something yeah so you go once yeah. a week that's not enough yeah. to immerse yourself in a language yeah you have to go every day after school and talk that's true um but you do take a gamble because sometimes your kid might be like me and just fucking just, and not do shit that just, was me no, i that did was shit me. Yeah, that was me, but not for language school. I went to Korean school on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. I did that for like a couple mm -hmm. of years, but I hated it. Uh, but I did go like almost every single day to like PSAT classes for like bio and uh, verbal and math. And I, my SAT scores were fucking shit. Like I didn't, I didn't retain any of that. I just went there to hang out. I'm sure that's what you did. Like you probably went to hang out. I went to PSAT classes run by the Chinese school that I went to. <laughs> they had extension program. Yeah, well, the Chinese school had art classes too. They had computer classes. Oh my they had... god! No, it was it was like a legit operation. It's still running today. Chaoxing Chinese language school. If you want to go, use my code for ten percent off your first your first day. Um, <laughs> your first minute fun, of Chinese school. So you probably had a lot. It of is fun. There. Yeah. I mean, I went there. For... They had a summer program too. Oh, and you would be there from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> during the summer for two you, months. Like, live there. Live there. Yeah, basically. It was your, basically your full-time job. So classes would be in the morning from, like, 9 yeah. to, like, noon. Then they provided lunch. They uh -huh. cooked lunch for, like, yeah. hundreds of people and right. then hundreds of kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they cooked, like, spaghetti. They had, I think they had corned beef and, like, oh, cabbage. Shit. They had, like, Whoa. Um, yeah, it was, it was fried rice. Very it was exotic. Legit yeah 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 it was very it was it was very good um that's the thing was, that white people don't get like for asians yeah. like because i went to korean churches when i was mm -hmm. younger and pasta day was like the best day like we fucking loved pasta day when one of the moms <laughs> so cooked good. a huge vat of pasta so uh, and you know it was never so al good. dente right it was super soggy and like you know everything was wrong <laughs> It was the most wrong way to cook cherry pasta. tomato sauce instead of regular tomato sauce. So it you still like, get, like the little chunks. Horrendous, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Costco ragu, fucking yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But but yeah. we loved pasta day. Yeah. Shit. Oh, for okay. sure. So you you yeah. had a kind of a wholesome, healthy community kind of upbringing. Um, in... I wouldn't say it was wholesome. Hmm. <laughs> It was very Chinese. It was very Chinese, and they were very strict and very um, mean. I, because like uh. the first maybe two years I went to Chinese school, star student, nineties or above on every test. Yeah. Um, my teacher one. My teacher one time got in trouble for giving me too big of a prize because I was doing too good in her class. Oh um, my god. And then the I got in trouble for it, and then the principal took away my. She gave me a big big bag of candy like this big, and then my yeah. principal took it away. Because I got, I, I've gotten like maybe like I gotten, I think I got like over ninety on every test, and that's why my teacher yeah. was like, you know, you're you're doing great. Here's the here's the here's a little fucking prize, and I was like, yeah, wow, you know, little kid, <laughs> saying sugar, and yeah. then and then the principal saw it, and she was like, 
What's this? And she took it away, and then my teacher got in trouble, and then she that wasn't allowed monstrous. to get this. That's, that is That's Chinese. Monstrous. And then if you, for like punishment, sometimes you had to like, and I mean after that, I think I, after that, I think I stopped trying. Of um, course. Yeah, of and course. then and then I would get in trouble a lot. I went to I like I think I jumped actually. I jumped from like the second lowest class to like the second highest class like in yeah. like one or two years because I was because I clearly was doing so well at that at that class. They were like, yeah, we can just bump them up. But then at that point, I was like, oh, fuck it, and I just stopped trying. Yeah. Um, but they would if so like I would get in trouble a lot because I was like not doing well on tests. Right. I wasn't. I really I fell asleep in class not paying attention. Yeah. Um, because there's no sugar incentive. Um, no. And so, no. so the things that they would do. So one one time, I got they they sent me back down to the second lowest class and wouldn't let me back in my my class until I got two, until I got ninety five or above on two tests. Mm -hmm. And I was there for like four weeks. We had they had like weekly tests, and I was wow. there for like two or three weeks because I was just like one time I got like ninety four. <laughs> But it was Ouch. fun because it was like the little kids yeah. class. Like I just kind of like fuck around, and I still pretty much knew everything. Right. Um, right. Shit. The 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 big class was just harder because you had to like write essays in Chinese and like yeah. figure out the roots of words and stuff. Because like mm -hmm. Chinese is a lot like mm -hmm. um, the 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 you know it's like building blocks of letters or of like words. Mm -hmm. You like build mm -hmm. words based on other letters, which I guess is how all language works. But you know, <laughs> it's like pictorially, you know. It is. I, don't I mean, know. learning yeah. learning Chinese, like written Chinese, is actually very, very daunting. Especially I mean, traditional Chinese, yeah. Oh my God, it's like insane. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of all the uh, inflections too, you have to learn all the inflections. Good God, yeah. Like, um, and then one time I got in trouble and I got sent to our our school was connected to a church, and so yeah. if we I got in trouble with like four other guys and we got sent yeah. to that church yeah. for classes where we with the principal's brother who was basically like a glorified bodyguard chaperone who wouldn't we wouldn't learn anything he just sat around and made us and we just also sat around and didn't do shit it was basically like detention it's detention um, that's detention yeah it's yeah. detention and we just didn't do anything for like weeks or months and my parents were still paying paying them for stuff i definitely oh, didn't gosh. say anything i was because i was like well if i don't have to learn chinese <laughs> whatever yeah you mean i don't have to do work <laughs> right right that's interesting. Um, and then okay. also, kids, if kids got in trouble sometimes, they would have to stand outside in the sun against a wall. Oh with their like, backs to the wall. Yeah. Very, like, very Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, there was a yeah. lot of abuse. Okay. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of psychological warfare. A lot of psychological. Lot of abuse. Yeah. I, I think. But um, right. They did but... plays every year. And I, or in every class, did a play, and oh. I always got the lead role because yeah. I always served the children. <laughs> I was also a child, so it doesn't matter. I always, you know, yeah. gave it to them. It's, it's very. This is like very. I think very, very typical of Asian communities. Like it could be a church, it could be language school, it could mm -hmm. be. It's usually church or language school, but it ends up becoming mm -hmm. a community, and mm -hmm. uh, the people who are given the authority should not have ever been given authority because <laughs> they actually don't like children or they're bad at being uh, leaders of children like they're not good caretakers sure, and then sure. and then and then abuse ends up happening and then they become our core tra traumatic memories at some point <laughs> but 
but our parents think like oh like they, they speak our not language. to absolve our parents not yeah, to yeah, absolve yeah. our parents of any wrongdoing but not at all because it was <laughs> it was utter neglect it's a group effort community was, trauma they all they were all like reliant on one another yeah mm -hmm. they all enabled mm -hmm. it together and mm -hmm. uh it's like yeah as children we don't have a choice but they all thought that that was the best thing for us but as it is with mm -hmm. any community if you stay there long enough and for an extended period of time you're gonna get problems right mm -hmm. I, I don't think mm -hmm. any community if you stay long enough wouldn't have those problems they would always have those problems it's just a matter mm -hmm. of like who's gonna take responsibility and take steps to change it or mitigate it um, will leaders who make mistakes just come to terms with the fact that they made a mistake and just learn to apologize, yeah. which Asian authority figures don't know how no. to do. Never, Never will. ever Never. could do, especially men. So it's like, okay, yeah, so I totally yeah. get it. I, I totally get yeah. where you're coming from. So, okay, uh, yeah. it was a community, and there was some, there were some fun times, but there was also abusive times. Yeah, I'm seeing the the bigger picture now. Okay. Yeah, I think also, I, I something I will say is I do think that the people in charge did genuinely care about the kids. That wasn't I don't think ever in question. Um, mm -hmm. I think one time after we graduated, um, I I I I had gone back to visit a few times just to mm -hmm. say hi. I guess Stockholm syndrome, and yeah, um, <laughs> add that to the list, you know. And then I like. I like like talked to the principal and and she was like oh I like haven't seen a lot of kids from like your like my group of like students, oh. um, um so I was so I like organized like a lunch at like <laughs> a lunch with her and like ten other like students that could make it at like wow I think it was like Caro's <laughs> holy shit and we all went there um. And everyone had a great time and she like was like very like legitimately very touched by everybody I'm being sure. there and she like thanked me yeah i mean i'm sure so it was like so and that was and like you know that's that's tough to reconcile you know because like you haven't seen this person who you know who not i wasn't like the main cause but just was like very strict with you very very um very um the the created i guess the environment that caused you all of this the environment and like the system that caused you a lot of trauma but also caused you a lot of good community good people i still talk to a lot of people from or i still know a lot of people from training school i still of course i don't talk to them every day but like i if i see them yeah. i'll say hi um yeah. and i'll be excited to see them but it's like yeah it's just like i think that's a lot of like the kind of like immigrant experience like have you watched um encanto Encanto. No. No. It's the new Disney movie, um, but it's kind of like the kind of the moral of that's kind of like the same. Do you are you do you plan on watching it? Should I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. so spoiler alert. So like the movie is basically about like this family who's run by this matriarch who basically like fled. They're they're fleeing. I think oh my God. commune or like um, the socialist revolution in Colombia. Okay. And so they find like this like magic candle that like basically gives them like this like protected valley that no one can get into and she's like she feels like charged with protecting this candle that gives all of her members of her family magical powers and wow. you know also providing for the cuz the refugees that escaped with them. Okay. Um and so this causes her to like be very very 
dismissive and like mean to her granddaughter who doesn't have magical powers who she sees as kind who she, who she sees as kind of like this anomaly out of every everybody you know and she it's like i'm not she, she doesn't she she doesn't trust this she doesn't trust her and so like when everything starts going awry like the magic starts fading the house starts the magic starts weakening and and like everyone the house starts like breaking and like cracking she starts yeah. like blaming it on the the girl yeah. uh, and like because and like everybody else all the other people with gifts in their family are like losing their powers and she's like doesn't right. know what to do um mm -hmm. and then so like spoiler spoiler now once the magic does eventually fade she 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 because be, the, it fades because she and the the granddaughter get into an argument um granddaughter runs away and then she's the one who finds her and she's like you know what the the, the grandmother finds her and she's like you know I was so focused this whole time on keeping my family intact, keeping my family perfect, that I kind of lost sight of right. kind of how how the imperfection, like like taking care of the imperfections and like making mm -hmm. sure that they were that you guys were taking care, or actually being taken care of rather than me maintaining mm -hmm. the family mm -hmm. as me maintaining the concept and the image and the idea of a family, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And so they reconcile, and then spoiler, they magic candle comes back. They all get their powers fucking back. You know, I kind of, I kind of would have wanted them to not have their powers back. Honestly, I was kind of disappointed yeah. by that, but I'm happy that it's a Disney, it's a Disney movie. It's, it's a Disney movie. Come. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it's sweet. actually very deep. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. profound for a Disney yeah. film. Yeah, um, and I dealing so with too. things like refugees, and I mean, mm -hmm. that's all like very very deep and profound for disney so I'm yeah refugee that. drama but a lot of yeah. people online are just so quick to villainize the grandma just outright ah and why do you think that is because trauma <laughs> because they <laughs> yeah trauma. they all um, have a grandma in their lives that they haven't yeah uh, as you say reconciled with or forgiven mm -hmm. or let mm -hmm. go right Whereas yeah you have yeah. and you did this well, my grandma, um, I don't I mean, think was that mean. Oh well. Oh, we're I'm talking about, about the Chinese principal. school. Chinese school principal. grandma. Chinese school grandma. Yeah. yeah. Chinese school grandma. Because I'm mm -hmm. sure that when you put this sort of luncheon together for her, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure she felt some inkling of like, wow, I could have been maybe nicer to them, or I could have been more kinder or more loving mm -hmm. to them, or I mean, I don't kids, think she thought like, that. I'm sure. <laughs> what? I don't think she thought that. I think she was really? just like, wow, it's great to see. I don't think she, I don't think she thought that what she did was. I don't think I, because I don't think I was like, I don't think I ever talked, spoke to her and was like, listen, all the stuff that you did, like this, like place that you created, is like while it has mm -hmm. given us, you know, all these opportunities, all these kids who know Chinese now yeah. and are able to like yeah. use that in their day to day lives, um, are are you know able to to do that, but you also like. I never like that. Like you, you didn't know, like, confront this is... her, yeah. No, but you didn't have to. I'm saying I think she knows that, probably subconsciously mm -hmm. somewhere, because she said to you, mm -hmm. "Nobody from your grade ever came to see me as you have," mm -hmm. and I think that saying has some weight, which mm -hmm. is, "Did I do something wrong to have pushed away this particular class of students or this particular grade of students?" And I think there's something in there. I think her saying that mm. did cause you to go and round up people to bring them together and maybe prove her inkling mm. wrong. 
right? But I don't think that that inkling is completely gone. And I think mm. her feeling emotional and gracious towards you, mm-hmm. I think that also shows like, okay, like, wow, like, you know, yeah, like, I, I think, I think what you did was, um, there was equanimity in what you did for yourself, but also mm-hmm. for her too. Like, I think there's like a general healing for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that is actually huge method of letting go because you're accepting her for everything that she is and you know like we call a stockholm syndrome and to an extent it is because the things that happen to us they may not have been personal to us but they kind of still are right so it is kind of stockholm syndrome e but it also shows a form of courage like oh i'm not bound to this and this person no longer has power over me i'm Mm -hmm. i'm taking onus and agency to go Mm -hmm. and bring people together and have like a nice meal with this person just mm-hmm. a nice time mm-hmm. because we're all bring adults her joy. now yeah yeah and um yeah so i think i think uh what you're describing here illustrates a form of um healing mm-hmm. and a kind of a wholesomeness yeah that you have given yourself and to her mm. and perhaps to the other students so i think that's sweet mm. thanks for sharing that thank you well, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of never thought of it that way because I didn't think that maybe that she, I didn't I didn't I guess my interpretation was more like she just missed everybody and wanted it to happen. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, OK, well, let me swoop in and let me, mm-hmm. you know, do this great thing for you then that I yeah. that'll make you feel good. But or, or maybe I just. Yeah, people but that who are is strict, a very people who are strict disciplinarians deal with a lot of guilt and shame and they deal with Mm. a lot of paranoia because Mm. they can't help but be that way because they were themselves subject to the same thing Mm. and they know the effect that it has Mm -hmm. they just don't know how to be any different that's the Mm. that's the problem Mm. so her saying that to you has like tremendous weight i know that she had some inkling under her like a sense of guilt or shame Mm -hmm. running underneath her questioning Mm -hmm. her methods when she said that to you so Mm -hmm. um yeah okay something to mull over about okay uh with every uh podcast episode i always close out with a series of flashcard questions where i ask my guest a series of questions based on the show's scenario and the character description and you just answer like what you would do if you were this person just improvise Mm -hmm. doesn't matter it doesn't have to be perfect okay okay cool the show that I'm discussing is called Truth, came out in the year 2000. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And I had such a difficult time finding it on DVD. And the DVD was all like fucked up and I had to throw it away. And it was like awful. But then That's I found so it sad. on this. I know, but I found it on this illegal site the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy Kiss that Asian? somebody posted it illegally. It is was, it no, Asian? it was, it was a uh, drama cool. It's drama cool. There's okay. so many. There's so many illegal sites. There's bit. so many illegal sites <laughs> to find Asian dramas. Like it's like doable, you know. Like I, I can't yeah. justify paying on Vicky or shit, you know. Like can't. <laughs> um, but you got to support it. Like they, someone's gonna see that DVD purchase and they're gonna be like, huh, a lot of truth heads out there. Should maybe reboot <laughs> Truth. Yeah. I, although I don't true. know what the policy and reboots is in Korea for Korean uh, dramas. They don't really do reboots. It's very that very rare. Yeah, that makes what they'll do is they'll do like, um, like reunions on variety shows, and everybody it's like mm. a comedy show, but everybody's crying and it's like very emotional. <laughs> and shit, but... 
okay. So the show I'm going to talk about is Truth. Let's say you're a high school girl named Cha Young, mm-hmm. and you're in the top mm, of your name. class. Very smart. Oh, relatable. You're very quiet. You get good grades. But Putting myself in back the... in my second grade shoes when I was fucking <laughs> yeah, crushing Yeah, when you were Chinese. a top, top student. Yeah. You know, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh, you live in the basement with your family, your mom and dad. Your dad mm, is the driver mm. to a high-powered politician, and that's the house, mm. that the basement mm. that you live in. His daughter is the same age as you, and she is your nemesis named Shin Hee. And she is stuck up, arrogant, treats you like shit. She's a terrible student. All right, but mm. your brother gets into some legal trouble. <gasps> in exchange for his bail and his freedom and a condo, mm-hmm. you're asked to take the college entrance exam for your nemesis. What do you do? Um, well, I mean... For the sake, I mean, ultimately, this isn't, it's the college where I'm planning on going. What do you mean? Yeah, like, you want to go Never mind, you know what? No, no, is this, oh, well, I thought the college entrance exam was like for a specific college. Oh, no, no, it's for any okay. college, like, it's got like it, SATs, it, it, basically, okay. it's SATs. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um... Um, okay, I mean, I'll take it, yeah, because, really? yeah, because there's no, wait, does this mean that I don't get to take my exam, or? You can't, yeah, because it's only <gasps> one day. So I don't get to yeah. go to college? Oh, fuck. You have to wait okay, a whole is... year, you have to wait a whole year to retake it the next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. No, <laughs> that's not hard, no, that's not hard at all, no, I'll do it. If I get a year off, and I get to just yeah. chill and, like, do, you know, Take classes, study a little more, study at my own pace, do, do some, like, cram school, maybe. You know, yeah. I can, like, I can just, like, you know, play some, you know, pick up a new hobby, learn guitar or something. Uh, you can, like, take the exam for my for my rival and then <laughs> fucking ace it, you know, fucking kill it. Because I'm yeah. gonna kill it. Right. And get her into a top university. She'll just flunk out of that fucking top university because she's a dumbass. Wow. Okay. All right. So you like, have, karma catch up to her. You have faith in karma. Got it. Okay. I have faith in karma. I have faith that she's gonna fall on her fucking ass. Goodbye, Shinny. Eat shit. <laughs> See ya. Okay. 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 So you're Chai Young again. You go to your friend mm-hmm. Shinny's house because your mom left her cell phone up there. So you go upstairs to get it, and it's my your friend. Birthday... I'm sorry, not not your friend. Your nemesis. And you go to <laughs> you. you go to her birthday party. I'm invested now. She's having a birthday party up upstairs in her house with all of her rich friends. Okay. And uh-huh. um, Shin introduces you to everybody and starts telling everybody how you live in her basement, how your dad is her dad's driver, exposes your mm. poverty, says that you didn't, you didn't, yeah. uh, you failed the college entrance exam, so you have to wait a whole another year to take it next year. She's like embarrassing you in front of everybody. Wow. What do you do? Wow. <laughs> um, you know what? Um. You know what I I I say I you know I'm like yeah, that's true I do live in your basement I'm the little demon that lives in your basement <laughs> and I'm gonna be here for a whole year while you're away at college <laughs> 
and I'm gonna steal all your food, and I'm gonna do all these things to your mother and your father. <laughs> um, and and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna ask her like, it is incredible like how you did so well in your exam. So like, how did you answer this question? You know, oh. and then and then see and then she'll be like. Uh, you know, that question was, you know, it was hard, it was, it was difficult, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I, the way I would have done it is blah, 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 Um, so, I'm gonna get my mom's phone now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Okay. Eat shit, Shinny. Once again, eat shit. Okay. A lot of eating shit for Shinny. Okay. You're, yeah. you're Chaeyoung. You're still Chaeyoung, okay? Love during that, during that year, <laughs> during uh -huh. that year when yeah. you're not taking, when you're, uh, waiting to take sabbatical sabbatical you meet an older man named Park Seung-jae mm. and he's the uh -huh. neighborhood patrol officer who helped you one night mm. when you were being harassed by bad men okay mm. and he walked you home and he was very polite uh you guys start dating but one day mm. he becomes a bit distant and you overhear him talking with a colleague and he says that he learned that you're not a rich girl who lives in that house, but you're the basement girl with a driver for a father. And he's really disappointed to have invested in such a poor girl like you. What do you do? <laughs> Where is this conversation happening that I overhear? He's like talking to a colleague in like a like a convenience store. <laughs> oh, my God. I would walk in to the middle of their conversation. What's his name again? Sorry, I forgot. His name is, uh, I forgot to, Park? Seung-jae. Seung-jae? <laughs> Seung yeah. Um, Park Seung-jae, yeah. Um, would walk in and I was like, oh my god, Seung-jae, oh, my, my sugar daddy. Oh my gosh. Can you give me my next payment, please? I just embarrass him and just be like, hi, I don't have enough money for, for this. Can you give me my money, please? My allowance? Money, please. And then I would punch him and steal his wallet and run away. <laughs> and then, oh, and then punch his friend and, and then and punch his friend and steal that friend's wallet and then run away. Okay. <laughs> this year I'm very invested in, in Kyle and Chaos. And in this scenario where I'm on sabbatical, I'm free from the law, baby. You know? Yeah. Fucking wild and I'm hell. not in college. Okay. I don't have consequences. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You're Shinhee okay. now. All right. Oh, God. Don't make me do this, Grace. <laughs> You're doing great. You're Thank Shinhee you. now. There's a guy named Hyunwoo, and he is super cute. His dad is super rich, all right? Mm -hmm. You love him. You fantasize about being his wife someday. But, of course, mm, Hyunwoo starts showing affection for Chaeyoung. What do you do? <gasps> My nemesis? The girl who took your college interest exam. He likes her. What do you do? Hmm. 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 Okay. Well. I would. I would. Um, you know, I would. I would take him on a nice date. You know, I oh. wanna. I wanna. I want to take him to like a park or something. Um, okay. You know, we'll go for a little walk, go to a little secluded area. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. then, you know, I confess, you know, I confess my feelings for him. 
Um, and then as we lean into Kiss, I push him into an open grave that I've b built. And I said, this is where Chai Hyun lives <laughs> in, the, in the underground of my house. And this is where you should get used to it. And I bury him alive. Oh, my God. I love that. That's, oh, my God. You're psycho. I love it. Okay. All right. You're still Shinhi, okay? You, Chaeyoung, and Hyunwoo are all older now, okay? Chaeyoung and Hyunwoo are dating, but you decided wow. to get, yeah, you decided to get over it, okay? And you decided to just be like, let's all be friends, okay? Can I say just something? Of out of character for me. For Shinhi, out of character. Very out of character. How do you get out of the hole, also? How do you get out of the grave that I dug <laughs> and filled in? He's a determined man. Yeah. Okay, great. No, okay. So the three of you go out for mm. drinks together. All right. You get. Wait, I'm friends with Chaeyoung now. Yeah, not, like you just apologize to her, and you apologize to Hyunu, and you just said like, really? "I want to be, I want to be nice with all of you guys now. I'm sorry." All right. This is what you said. All right. So you get smashed at this bar the, when the three cool. of you are out for drinks, okay. but okay. you decide to drive the three of you to a friend's house. And it's snowing, and of course you get into a huge accident. Hyunu, oh, Hyunu, who was sitting in the back seat, goes flying out of the windshield. <gasps> Chaeyoung, who was sitting in the passenger seat, is also out dead cold. So what you do is you switch Chaeyoung's body into the driver's seat, and you put yourself in the passenger seat until help arrives. And then you wake up at the hospital. Turns out Chaeyoung is comatose, and Hyunu is in critical condition. What do you do? You, I'm Shinhee in this situation? You're Shinhee. I turn myself into the police. Really? I say, sorry. Sorry, I have to face the... I'm, I, I hate Shinhee. I have self-hatred right now. <laughs> Self-loathing. I don't care. Get over yourself. Go to therapy, girl. Use my code for 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. I go to the police and go, handcuff me, please. I need to face the consequences for my actions. I also fake taking the exam. I paid another girl to do it for me, please handcuff me. Oh, God. I really shitty to her. Like, if you're really going to repent, how are you going to pull this shit? You know? You, you clearly did not mean it, you know? Yeah, clearly not. So yeah, just, I, I mean, that's out of character. That's me being shinny. But I mean, if I was, if I was shinny and I was being a little shithead, I guess I would be like, <laughs> not that I haven't been a complete shithead in all these scenarios, by the way, I would be like, I think if I was shinny, I would just be like, I would just be like, I would just be like, doctor, what happened to my friend who was driving the car? You know? Just really play up the fact that I was not driving. I'd be like, oh, I remember being in the left side. That's the passenger side in Korea, right? No, I remember being right in the side. left side of the car. Oh, the passenger is on the right side in Korea? Yeah, it's the same, so it's the same as, as America. States. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I remember being in the right side of the car, and my friend Chayun was driving, and, and I... I I only remember is a big whoosh, and now I'm here. Is the driving friend Chaiyun safe? She was driving, but she was also drunk. She was really <laughs> drunk. She was driving the car, even though she shouldn't be driving the car. Wait, well, they're all shit-faced in this scenario, right? Why did they all get in that car? Shinny was more shit-faced than the other two, but yeah, everybody was drinking. It's true. 
Yeah. Everybody mm, was being irresponsible that night. Yeah. So yeah. Way, yeah. That is irresponsible. In a way, they kind of. Okay. All right. All right. Let's say you're Chaeyoung now. All right. You're okay. the nice girl. Great. You wake up. You wake up from your comatose state, mm -hmm. and uh, you go to Hyunu's hospital bed because somebody said that he's awake too. So you mm -hmm. go in. You open the door, and you're like, "Oh my God, Hyunu! Like, how are you doing?" He looks at you and he says, "Who are you?" Yes, full-blown memory loss from the accident. He doesn't recognize that, that the two of you are a couple. What oh. do you do? This is the shit I love. Well, I would pull up one of the many fan cams that have been made of us. <laughs> and I'd say, this is who I am to you, bitch. What's our couple name? <laughs> yeah, I pull up one of the fan cams that someone made and I go like... This is who we are. This is who we are. We're in love. And the story cuts to the chase. Are you okay? How did the how did how did my driving friend Shinny do? Is she still alive? Because she was driving. Oh remember Shinny, who was driving, and he doesn't remember because he had full blown amnesia. So it's my word against hers. Karen, and so I'm now I'm now I'm telling the truth, but nobody knows it's my word against hers. And yeah. her body switching, I mean, my word against hers, but also our bodies got switched, so. And, you know, I know that Shinny's a little devious, a little shithead, devious she's little crazy. girl. Oh, she's so. evil. All right, all right, final question. I got it. You're Shinhi again, okay? <laughs> Somebody... For the last question? For the last question, you're Shinhi. All right, you can do this. Trust me. Okay. okay. Somebody, Somebody notifies you. That they have a video recording of you switching Chaeyoung's unconscious body into the driver's seat of your what? car and sends you that footage. What do you do? Really? Oh my god. Okay. Do you want me to answer as Shinny or as me? As Shinny. Who hates Shinny, as... by the way. <laughs> as don't forget. Grace, whatever I don't you... need. I can't, you can't forget. I hate Shinny. I know. I know. We all do. <laughs> oh, she's the worst. Do you want me to answer as Shinny or as myself? Whatever would be the most interesting answer is what I prefer to hear. Okay. Um, I think... Okay, well, I think the most interesting answer is probably Shinny. As me as Shinny. Or just Shinny. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I would... I would, you know, continue my little gaslighting ways. I'll be like, if the person... I'll, Am I talking to this person in person? Oh, they sent me the video. Am I talking to this person in person at all? Do I know who this you person could, is? You can communicate with this person if you'd like, yeah. But it's you just can. like, are they texting me the video? I actually can't. No, I think you got like a package and it was like a videotape. This is the year 2000, so. Whoa. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay, then video quality isn't that high. <laughs> That's true. You know, I'll just be like, I'll just be like, Wow, you think all Asian people look the same? You think all <laughs> Koreans look the same, you Korean person? <laughs> I assume. Wow. Wow. That's me, Shinny. Wow. You're so racist. You're so... You have so much self-hate. Wow. You really think... That's Chun-Yi. That's... 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 Chaeyoung. 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 Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the names are all boring. There are a lot of names. Chaeyoung. That's Chaeyun, yeah. like, switching yeah. my body. You think that 
All yeah. Asian girls look. Wow, wow, okay. you're you're so racist. And then if it was me as Shinny, I yeah. would, I would take the tape, go to the police, and say, "This, I know I said I didn't do it before. I know I said I was not driving before, but I did it. I did it. Here's the evidence. Lock me up, baby." Okay, great, great. Cuff me, oh. you know. <laughs> Maximum sentence. I need to repent. Yeah, uh, this is great. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs>